You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. Hey guys, welcome to the after laugh. Oh, I like the way my voice sounds today. Good, a little bit froggy. I'm here with Dan Green, my neighbor and friend. Good day, Bill. How you going? Good day. So we are on the precipice of L.A. opening again for comedy, but L.A. has been open for comedy in a different way. You've been doing a lot of shows around town. I haven't really been in town that much, but you've been doing a lot of the indoor shows. A little bit of here and there, yeah. But because they, they, they do have indoor shows here, like bar yeah, shows, there have been some. There has been some underground comedy, some some indoor stuff as well. Yes. And do people for the, do they have to wear masks? I'm assuming. I'm, to be honest, I haven't done that many of the shows to know. But from what I've from what I've seen, I believe it is once you're in. If you're doing indoors, if they were doing indoor shows during the pandemic, I think it might have been yeah, might have been optional at that point because it was kind of under the under the radar as it was. But I know the uh, the outdoor shows, people are encouraged to wear their mask outdoors. But obviously, since the rules have changed in the last week, I think down now you can hang out outside without yeah. a mask. Yeah, I mean, I thought the rule was that once you sit down, you can take your mask off. Well, indoors in clubs right now, I mean, because um, the Laugh Factory had their first show on Saturday, right? Yes, we did. And you were working the door. Yes, I was. Big buy. And uh, it was, you said it's 15% capacity. 15, 15% capacity. Which is around right. 40 people. We had about 45 people inside. Were, yeah. were the people who came, were they all just regulars who were excited to be back? Was it like random people? Do you uh, kind, of, kind of people I hadn't seen before. Yeah. Um, but they're all comedy fans, that's for sure. Everybody was very excited to be there. Um, our, mask, our mask stipulations were very... Basically, we masks need to be stayed on for the entire performance, except when you're eating and drinking. So what people do, this is a weird thing that I found too, same thing because I've been flying a lot. You put down like chin diaper style and then you have your drink in your hand and you just have it in your hand for the whole flight. And whenever the flight attendant comes by, you just bring it up to your lips. (laughs) People do that. Because the truth is, let's be honest, when you're on a plane, it doesn't feel like you're getting a lot of oxygen anyway. It's... A little extra uncomfortable to breathe. From what I gather now, I think the technology they're put into planes now, the air on the plane is cleaner than any air running around. Yeah, what if that's true? This is what they say, so you feel safe. They might, they might, they might have beat the cruisers to that. They might have said, "We're going to beat the cruisers to this, yeah. and we're going to we're going to claim the cleanest air." I for travel. sure got it on a plane because I had like four <laughs> flights. I come back and I immediately get it. So I think I think airports and planes are like. I don't care what type of filtra- filtration technology you have. It's a fucking cesspool for virus. Maybe it was the peanuts, mate. Yeah, that's true. Um, now, I, we, we, we are on different sides of the mask spectrum and the COVID spectrum a little bit. Because I know you have some things that you have to take care of health-wise. Um, I do, too. But I feel that at this point now, with all the people who've recovered... Mm-hmm. All the people who died, so they're out of the picture, right. and then all the people who got who got the vaccine. I, I think we're not. I don't know whatever herd immunity is, and also apparently ten percent of the people are immune to it for whatever reason. They have a T cell count or whatever the fuck it is. Then the recovered people, which you don't have numbers on. Then the vaccinated people, and then the people who really should just fucking die anyway. 
No, it's awful. Say, but but shit, my point shit. is, are you saying shit people should get this? <laughs> Aren't we? Shouldn't we be at a place right now in L.A. Because I think we have the lowest number of cases per capita in the country right now. I think we're pretty low right I now. I think we yeah. beat Texas. So we're ahead of Texas. Yeah, very much so. Um, so with that being said, like, don't you think people should fucking relax? Like, what what is what is what do we need for people? who've been virtue signaling the whole goddamn pandemic about how much they care about Nana to relax and take their fucking, because even today I was on my bike. I didn't have a mask on because I'm, I'm not going to wear a mask on my fucking bike. And I was outside and there was a girl outside with a mask on. And I was, I guess I stopped my bike with it and she like moved like 10 feet away. It's a little bit like that in this town still, yeah. It's- so I guess my question is, and I, I, they look, that is programming. They've been programmed to feel that way. It is not based on science at this point. It's based on media-promulgated fear. Let's just fucking admit it. If you have Joe Biden, who's double-vaxxed, wearing a mask outdoors, socially distanced from people, that's fucking stupid. It's a terrible message to send to people. See, here's, here's, now you said we're on different ends of the spectrum, and this is where I come in from my end of the spectrum. I am probably what you would call, I'm overweight, I have a ticker issue, and I have high blood pressure. Yeah. Now, I could sit there and go, this is all bullshit, <laughs> but from what I've gathered, the that kind of if I was to say that and I got the thing, then, yeah, I, then I'm in a position like, where, yeah, that now I'm now I'm up shit creek without a fucking boat. Yeah. But wh- I guess what is the point? And this is what always bugs me. As a, as a registered Democrat, as someone who's never voted for a Republican, I must reiterate that. Why is there never a limiting principle for f- liberal behavior and thought? It bugs the fuck out of me. Where is the point where you go, stop, stop? There's no one in the liberal tent who will go, well, hey, well, hang, riding, hang, hang stop. On, hang on a hey, minute. Hey, mask wearing, stop. There is both flip sides of both. Co- That's the problem with this country. As an observer from another country, because yeah. I have a, I have a small accent. You, you, you can tell Dan's from Arkansas. I'm from, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm from, uh, yeah, from Southern Co- Arkansas, yes. He's from Korea. But, um, yeah, you guys don't have, you can't be a moderate Republican. You can't be a moderate Democrat, because as soon as you pick a side... In this country, from what I've seen, you're suddenly thrown into. If you're a Democrat, you're thrown in with the Antifa people. If you're a Republican, you're thrown over Q-Anon. to the. You're a QAnon or you're a Nazi. Yeah. And there's no moderate. And then people say to me, "Well, you could be a libertarian." Well, I say, "Well, I don't know how the fuck that works because those that party, without fail, manages to find the most retarded individuals they can to run for office." Yeah. I mean, Gary Johnson, come on. Yeah. Fucking, they just keep well, wheeling the, that guy up. People don't want to say it, but the liberal, the Libertarian Party is really just a branch of the Republican Party. Because the Republican Party believes in small government. At its core, that is the fundamental issue, is small government. Right. Democrat, big government. And Libertarian is like basically like, we believe in no government. You guys need a third party. Uh, not, not Libertarian either. You need, need to rename the... You know what Common you need to rename? Party. The, uh, try not to be a dick party in the middle. Yeah. The common, but look, look at someone like Joe Rogan, who I think is very much that. I think he's very much in the middle, right? He's always been a, a registered Democrat. He he said, I think he's less middle of light. Well, because I feel like he's being pushed to the right. But they talked about you know the whole thing came on his podcast about 
COVID. Well, you've been out in Texas. There's not too many liberal guests running around out there either. I there's mean, a I, lot in Austin. There's I, a lot. There's a lot in Austin. I spent 16 years in Houston. Houston's so a different story. Houston is a whole different story down there. We're a little, a little bit, a little bit more. Ten degrees hotter, and yeah, yeah. Did uh, did you see what Joe Rogan got in hot water for? Yeah, last week he basically just said, "Look, if you're 21 and you're fit and you're healthy, I don't think you should get the vaccine. I don't, I don't think you need it." And he got raked across the coals, which I think is ridiculous because again, there's no limiting principle, which means. This applies to everything. It's like with with like the transgender movement, which I'm all fan of, of transgender adults. If they go maybe six, 17 or 16, there's a stipulation, fine. 14, okay, 13. Now we're talking about like four-year-olds who are transgender, who don't even know what a boy or a girl is. I mean, that's my point. There's no, no one goes, okay, stop. There's a limit. It's like that Louis C.K. bit when he talked about, um, Sean, uh, who's the guy from, a do run, 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 a do run, run, the singer. Oh. Um, right he now. had a movie where he played a uh, mentally handicapped guy. I'll say a retarded guy. And he was like, I want to, he said, like, I want to have a job. And the Republicans were like, you can't have a job. You're like a retarded. But he got a job. Right. Because the liberal woman's like, he can have a job. He has the same rights as anyone else. And then he meets a girl. He goes, I want to get married. And the Republicans like, you got no way. And the liberal was like, he should have the right to love just like anyone else. Like, yay. And then they're married. Like, we want to have sure a kid. It was, sure it wasn't based on a true story. Probably that's what it, it, it was. It was based on a true story. Right. And then they're like, we want to have a kid. And then the liberal woman's like, no fucking way. <laughs> You're not going to have a goddamn kid. So that's my point. Like, there's a limit. Right. Right? And I feel like there's never a limit for this. So it's like, at this point, well, people well, going now, six months old going like, hey, choose your gender. Well, now, unfortunately, the way the media is set up right now is, is that the loudest person in the room gets all the time. Squeaky, wo- squeaky wheel gets oil. The squeaky wheel gets getting all the oil, regardless yeah. of who it is, and how well, many people are, a white person and honest. how many people are behind them. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, the person who yells the loudest. I mean, unfortunately, we've equated in this in this country right now volume with intelligence, yeah. and the louder you are, apparently, the more intelligent you are, which is incorrect across both sides of the spectrum. Yeah, um, both sides have their fucking loud people that are just you just want to. Beat your head into the ground. Yeah, of course. And, but, and, and I, I've totally... I'm, I guess the only thing that I've sort of woke up to right. during the quarantine is I sort of woke up to the fact that a lot of my assumptions about the media being news and right. unbiased, like that CNN was actually objective reporting, that went out the fucking window after Chris Cuomo and his stupid fucking brother and their bullshit games, they you know, and everyone worshipping... Right. Governor Cuomo and that fucking piece of garbage. It just made me realize like everyone is full. Everyone is a hypocrite. Everyone is full of shit on right. both sides. And they keep pointing at the other side going, you're a hypocrite. You're a hypocrite. You're a hypocrite. I, just, I just sit over here and watch Al Jazeera, man. It's crazy, right? Yeah. I watch, I watch, Al Jazeera I watch, actually is probably the best I watch the Jazeera. objective news. I watch the Jazeera news, man. The everyone tells me Al Jazeera has a I watched Al Jazeera for, for seven years in the Middle East, man. I love it. I, I, okay. Now, they don't like Israelis too much. But apart from that... It yeah, is pretty exactly. objective. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like, again, with the masks, like, what's what's the principle? When are we, when is someone going to go, like, okay, guys. Well, well that's the thing, is, is right now, uh, uh, right now, just looking at, we, we've looked at some posts today and stuff like that, that that comedy clubs have put out and stuff like that. And, and the, anti, the anti-mask vitriol 
is directed at the club when it should be directed at the, at the county because the county is the person making the rules for the club that has to. I mean, we can't. Open so let's talk without about these rules. So the, the Hollywood Improv, they have a new mandate for their club, which is. I'm not, I'm not assuming that's true for comics. Maybe it is for comics well, too. That's that's that, that is that is the mandate that we've been given as well. The mandate for working as a staff member. Uh, I don't I don't know about staff members, but yeah, I've been vaccinated. So the Hollywood Improv, you have to be vaccinated in order to attend a show. Yes, and I think I think the rule the rule the rule is you have to be vaccinated. The rule the county rule I believe is you have to be vaccinated or show a negative test in the last thirty six hours. Oh, okay. If you've got a negative test in the last 36 hours, you can attend as well. So if you had a rapid test or something like that, uh-huh. you can attend as well. Well, that's just – now, obviously, I, I think those rules, I don't know if they're going to change going ahead. As the capacity gets higher and higher, i got a feeling the vaccination thing will probably stay in. Yeah. Until they open up fully. But you've got a document that can be counterfeited by a four-year-old. Also, it's a, you have your document on you? No. It's weird, right? It's unwieldy. Like, doesn't oh, fit no. in your wallet. It doesn't fit your fucking wallet. Whoever the hell designed the card? <laughs> how one, hard would it be to make it like a credit card? One job. How, how, <laughs> one job. Hey, how hard would it be to make it plastic? Yeah. So it doesn't get wet. How yeah. hard would it be to make it so you could put a put a barcode I guess on it? It costs too much money to do that. Holy shit! If you could put a barcode on it, and you could actually scan this thing in somewhere. Yeah. Wow, that would have been so fucking cool. No, yeah. no we're gonna make it out of cardboard. Yeah, make it one of those QRC codes. Yeah, we're going to make it out of cardboard, the worst business cards fucking... Some bloke, some bloke had leftover business cards. And not card to mention, in fact, it's just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just a card with a signature. There's no photo ID attached, right? No. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there is a barcode on some of them. I know mine's got a barcode on it, okay. um, which has my information. Where, I'm do you sure think everyone's going to do the barcode? They're just going to look at the thing. No, they're just going to look at the thing. Now, here's... I went to uh, a doctor's appointment the other day. You have medical and, care? Um, Good for you. Look, was trying to get a, a penis reduction. I'm dreaming of medical care. And um, I went in there, and she said, have you had COVID-like symptoms? I'm like, no. Have you been vaccinated? And I said, no. And she looked at me like, huh? How? T-? And then she goes, literally, this is the... Like the nurse receptionist, she goes, not at all? And I go, not even a little bit. <laughs> what do you mean not at all? Of course not at all. I mean, she literally like, like in order to have me enter the doctor's office, I had to answer these questions, but, but I don't even know, understand why. It, she let me in anyway, so why did I have to answer the question about whether or not I was vaccinated so she could judge me? I don't understand the point of the question if I'm going to go in there anyway. I couldn't look like more of a scumbag when I went and got vaccinated. I pulled up in a low-income environment, in a low-income neighborhood with Texas plates on my car and an Australian accent. <laughs> and, yeah, I look like an asshole. Yeah. But, yeah. But I'm a poor, com- poor comic as well, so... Now, yeah. let, let me... I'm, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. And here's another thing. Anti-vaxxer in the traditional sense, has been conflated with people who don't want to get the fucking COVID vaccine. This is I, true. true. I believe true. in all the fucking vaccines, yeah. but the COVID vaccine, I'm just not completely sold yet. You're I already had true, COVID. Yeah. It was yeah, not I, I, that bad yeah, for true me. True anti-vaxxers are on a whole different planet. Yeah, but but you're being told now that if you don't want to get the COVID... I don't want to get because I got COVID in December. So at this well, point, I'm like, why the fuck would I get if I have antibodies? I remember when you had COVID. Yeah, so I'm not sure... And you're told that the antibodies that you get naturally last as long as the vaccine does. Well, that's the thing right now is is any I think right now what you're seeing is 
the the data that people are collecting now is how long these vaccines last. And yeah. no one knows that until the first person who got vaccinated catches Gets COVID again. again, and then we'll know, oh, okay, it's 11 months. But then you'll be like, oh, well, they're the rare exception of the well, person what, who got vaccinated, what, so got it. Well, it, it'll happen quick. Don't worry. If it... If it's if it's a group, it'll happen quick, and then they'll put out a they'll put out then there'll be booster shots. And oh yeah, this That's, is gonna be one of those things where it's gonna be like a flu shot, where I think you're gonna get one every year. Yeah, and or, or you're gonna run the chance of catching this shit. That's what it's gonna come down to. It's just gonna be a really fucked up flu. It just feels like the fact that we've been lied to so much by the professionals. I I, don't th- I think I think at the beginning, I think what people were trying to do was was prevent the overwhelming of the healthcare system, which would have which would have cost which you're seeing in India right now. Yeah. What happens when the hospitals are full? Yeah. And people dine in fucking rickshaws and shit like that. That's yeah. that's that's what could have happened here had they not locked us down, I think. In the in the interim, Really? The but 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 I will say this. In the US, the difference between deaths like per thousand for states that lock like if you compare the top four top four states. Right. New York, Florida, Texas, California. Red, blue, red, blue, right? Or blue, red, blue, red, right? Right. They basically, Texas and Florida never really, really fully, fully locked down. New York, and particularly California, locked down like motherfucker. And the, the deaths per thousand is about the same. The cases per thousand is close to, you know, it's not. I'm a big believer sunlight has something to do with this, man. Yeah, so being outside. Definitely has which is not being locked down. Being outside was a good way to keep your immune system robust. Going to the beach, locking down the beaches in California was ridiculous. You, I think everyone even knew that instinctively that locking down the beaches in, in California was a dumb idea. Right. Well, I think anybody who thinks that their freedom has been taken apart in this country just needs to have a look at my country, which has really gone deep into it. So, what do you mean? Well, Aren't they open up again? Uh, they're open. They have a bu- there's a bubble, a New Zealand Australia bubble. So, oh, so New Zealanders can go there, and Australians can go to New Zealand, but yes. no one can get. No in one there. can get in. Pretty much, you got to wow. have a real good reason. You got to be pretty much a Hollywood actor making a three hundred million dollar movie yeah. to get into Australia right now, yeah. or a tennis player. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're just a regular dude like me, you need to try and find your way onto a fifty seat airliner, which now sells only first class seats, not economy. So now you're paying fourteen grand, and then you're going to get slugged with a $3,000 government quarantine where they pick you up at the airport, the army does, and takes you to a government hotel, and you spend the next two weeks there when you fly in. That's how it works. Well, I heard it used to be when you fly into Australia, yeah, they put you in like a great you're, hotel, and they a, pay for it. Well, okay, is it, yeah, they, 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 used, they did pay for it till July. And after July, now the, now the uh, traveler has to pay for it. So now it's 3000 bucks per person. Oh, my God. So, yeah, you get slugged with that. So a good trip to Australia now is going to slit, set you back ten grand one way. Good lord! Uh, a lot of people can't ha- handle that. A lot of people have been stuck out here with no jobs um, in other countries, particularly like the UK. They can't afford to fly home, so they're kind of isolated right now. And the first page of your passport says that you get clear passage from from the Queen of England in the Australian passport, and no one's getting clear package, passage out of shit right yeah. now. Now, do you know what the deal is with cases in Australia? Really down low. I mean, this is the kind of stuff. New where Zealand's almost down to zero, Austra- right? Australia, mate. Americans can't get their head around it, right? Australia will close down a city of 1.2 million people for four positive cases. Yeah, it's crazy. They'll lock it down, flash lock it down for three days, shut down everything for three days. Now, Australia took care of small businesses a lot better than America did. Yeah. 
they really did take care of for a couple for of uh, of their businesses that way. They even let us have a free shot at our retirement our retirement Whoa. package. Oh yeah, I jumped in on that. That was fun. What do you mean? How do you do that? I my uh, my my superannuation, which is like my four hundred one k. They let you have an early dab at it before you turn sixty five, uh-huh. which was helpful. No, for sure. It got me my place here. So I also yeah I do th- I think that small businesses were fucked. Because of the lockdown, not because of government assistance. But no one ever explained to you how you couldn't catch COVID at Walmart. What? Yeah. You can't catch it at Walmart? Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently Walmart's just right and, and so is the grocery store. Well, everybody it's big, else, so there's social distancing. Everybody else is bullshit. I th- you know the funny thing about this is I don't think we're going to know, really know shit about this virus until like 10 years when we've removed our, our political biases out of the equation and we're all being owned by robots? Dude, no, 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 no. Aliens by then, man. It's aliens. The aliens, aliens, okay. are, aliens are driving the robots, man. Yeah. Then we're going to be able to go, oh, my God, I fucking... Look at me, a lot of people are like, I fucking knew it. And I think, and this is what's sad, I believe that time will tell that the anti-maskers and the anti-vaxxers were right. I don't know about that. But. And, I'm, and I'm not. I, I wear my mask. I'll get a vaccine if I have to. I'm not there's, like, there's, I'm not, not, there's not been a group of people ever that I would not want to be right because the, I, because here's the problem with that crew as well. And that, that side of the argument is that side of the argument, they're not the kind of people that will go, you know what? I was right. Well, let's not talk about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, yeah, they're going to be... But then you look at someone like Doc, Dr. Fauci, who... I don't know enough about it. I mean, I'm, he's all revered, and I don't know the. I don't know how much he knows about the shit versus other doctors. But when Texas had the Rangers opening day, and they had forty five thousand people in the stadium. Yeah, and then that's the first time the Rangers have had a packed stadium in a <laughs> fucking long time. They suck. And then Fauci was like, "Oh well, we gotta wait and see." I mean, that's not right. We should say wait and see what there was. And the cases went down after that in Texas. So. It was obviously was not a super spreader event. It was outdoors. It it matched all the parameters that we were talking about that would not spread the virus. It was in daylight. It was in daylight, blazing outdoors. Texan sunlight. Yeah. So I guess my point is here you have Dr. Fauci, the revered Dr. Fauci, saying like, uh oh, look what's gonna happen in Texas. We gotta wait a few weeks while you put me on cable news and pay me a ton of money. Um and it didn't happen. At what point do we go, Hey, maybe he's not infallible. Maybe the government doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. Maybe some people I, I think that's where I start lining myself up with some of these people, unfortunately, is I go, trusting the government just seems less and less um, smart. <laughs> trusting the government just seems um, more and more, uh, it's a trickier proposition the older I get. I think, I think uh, from an outsider's perspective again, I think your government needs to be right on this one because if they're wrong... They'll never get trusted ever again, and it'll be bad for this country if they're wrong. Yeah, uh, it, it, it'll 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 really put a division down the middle of it that wasn't that you, you already have a division, but it'll make it a fucking. But I don't think so. You know why? Gorge. Because because people are so deep in their echo chambers. If it's wrong, they're not going to hear it in their fucking news station they listen to. Yeah, well, I'll hear it on El Jazeera. And Jezra, yeah. Jezra will have it. Or, or uh, what's the British one? BBC. Uh, BBC is political. Yeah, it's political. It's, pretty it's owned by the government. Yeah, so are they left or are they right? Well, who was in charge? That's who they're yeah, in exactly. charge of. Literally, the, literally the government is in charge, owns the BBC. 
But so, I, I think this is this year has taught me as a confused liberal, as a registered Democrat, it has taught me that I I'm not, I'm not going to say I took the red pill, but I <laughs> I'm not one of those people. <laughs> But I gonna say I woke up to some shit that I didn't believe in before, and I thought was just cuckoo bananas, like white trash. Which was that the, the media has a crazy bias. The way they use words is completely um, geared to mollify things that go against agenda and, and accentuate things that go with their agenda, and that's just fucking true. I mean, it's just like even even you talking about the the Makia Bryant thing. It's like all the liberal media said she there was a knife after she was shot. There was a knife on the ground. She was obviously swinging a knife, but they wouldn't report that, that she was in the middle of swinging a knife when she got shot. They said she was holding a knife. There was a knife at the ground. There was a knife in the possession of. It's like, why, why, why does everything have to be sugar-coated and painted in such a way so as not to like ruffle the feathers of anyone who would actually feel that's racist or sexist or whatever the fuck it is, classist? I don't know. Yeah, it's, um, it's hard. You've almost got to watch three networks to kind of get an that's idea what of that's what, what I do. the story is yeah i think that i think that i think the best thing, I, I no one reports not one of them will report it accurately but i agree you've got to find you got to find the bits and pieces in the middle of it all yeah exactly so if you listen to like a liberal podcast and then a republican podcast in the, like where they overlap is where the truth is is where the real facts are yeah, it's like one of those little circle diagrams. You just got to find the the Venn the, diagram. You got to exactly. find the Venn diagram of journalism. You just yeah. got to find that little happy place in the and middle. And then from there, I mean, they're going to put their spin on what those facts mean. But you'll get the facts, and that'll be whatever. Spin Don't you worry. Want. Eventually, someone will figure out where the Venn is, and then they'll take ownership of that, and they'll fuck that whole thing up. And then eventually, what's going to happen is this Venn diagram is going to get so fucking small, it's going to be a dot in the middle, and that's all you can get. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're getting close to that point where it's just like I cannot believe. You can ask anyone facts about anything. Smart people, and they'll have completely different. I mean, this is. Don't worry, dude. The next distraction's coming. The the the, uh, the governor election, the governor recall election of California. Oh my god, is going to be amazing. Maybe my Caitlyn Jenner bit will get viral again. Dude, do you know what it takes to become a to run for governor in California? A signature. Uh, I think it's five thousand signatures and four thousand dollar fee. Yeah, and you can put yourself on the ballot. That's great. There were the last time you guys had a recall like out here. Hundred or something. Hundred and thirty-five candidates. Good lord! Oh, mate, I already know. Co- and that was before social media. That was before people were attention whores. Now, That's now, Arnie got elected. If you, t- you get sponsored, someone will sponsor you. I'll pay you four thousand dollar fee. That's I would run. Me- Fuck it, I'll run. I can't. I'm got a green card, but I can't run. But you be, could run. Yeah, I'd be a great governor. Be like, guys, here's the deal. We always, everyone needs to calm down. <laughs> and you know what's going to happen is half the candidates down. are going to come out and be like, "Radio, how do I get noticed?" I say something insane, <laughs> and so half of them are going to be batshit fucking crazy. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be nuts. I, I can't wait to see who starts going to start popping out on K- this. Caitlyn thing. Jenner went on the news. She was filling up gas in her SUV so she could run over some more people. <laughs> and she, someone, TMZ, like, got Sponsored her. Sponsored by defensive driving. And they asked her about transgender athletes in high school. Did you see that? I did see that. And she goes, no, I think, you know, I don't think it's fair for biological boys who are trans to compete with uh, with girls because we, we should protect, it, it, we should protect girls' sports. It's not a crazy statement to make. I understand that there's controversy around transgender athletes. I understand there's controversy, and I get it. 
but it's not like oh, oh my god it's she, she that, that is her opinion well look you put caitlin jenner in a pair of new balance right now and probably kick half the kick the shit out of half the guys in this fucking state yeah but still bruce underneath all that the decathlon winner yeah who is super imagine fit. imagine if if caitlin had transitioned like 40 years ago and she was a female athlete in the olympics she would she would have every fucking record ever in the olympics even yeah. the swimming record, you know? So it's pretty, like, it is, I'm not saying it's a huge problem, and I understand the belief that, like, okay, you're a girl, you're competing against a trans woman, and she beats you. Who fucking cares? Dude, I watched that South Park episode again the other day. That's still the funniest thing ever. That's the best way to And put by it. the way, the South Park people, they, they, all their reviews, like, these guys, are, they, they're past their prime, they don't get it anymore, <laughs> they're, so, they're so colorblind, they're so tone deaf, blah, blah, blah. I'm like... No, that shit is fucking legit, man. Haven't, haven't Macho Man Randy Savage convert across? Uh, yeah, convert across to being a woman. He's like, <laughs> yeah, brother. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to win this. I'm strong one. So my point is, all that stuff. I get there's a lot of delicate issues with trans, with race, right. all that stuff. But there has to be a bulwark inside the Democrat Party. To go like, okay, yeah, riot, riot. But now don't. <laughs> Enough with the writing. Enough with the protest. Well, that's with the, the thing. You get a what? You got people. Got to remember is it's that moderate thing I was talking about earlier. The moderate Republican, the moderate Democrat, are the majority of the voters that are going to vote for you. And when you can, when you when you shift your policy so fucking far, either left or right, yeah, to make you such an easy target for the other side, I think it's hard to get your message across. But I think most people really are moderate. Like if you sit down, most people and talk to most people, yeah. It's very rare they're going to hold on to a really crazy position on something. Like I'm open to all sorts of anything. Like, like I'm I'm obviously pro-choice. Thank God, um, I'm pro-choice, and thank God the America's pro-choice because otherwise I'd have a lot more children. Dude, in case you hadn't noticed, you're all, you guys are all going down anyway because the Philippines are about to go to war with China. What? And the whole thing's going to be over. Why would that? Why, okay, first of all, why would the Philippines go to war with China? See, this is the thing: America don't get world news anymore. You just no. get, you get when you watch the news at night. You get the COVID story. You get oh, geez, a tornado the, took out a double and look, wide. And, and look what Tucker Carlson said: yeah, a tornado took out a double wide in Alabama. Uh, you get a celebrity broke up, and that's your news. That's your half an hour. How is Philippines going to go to war with China? They okay, have, they have so, like fighting chickens so, over there. So the so the Filipino, um, the Filipino. Uh, foreign minister uh-huh. has really likes Twitter. Uh oh. Oh yeah. Teddy Loskin Jr. is the that's his name is the is the cabinet secretary for the Philippines. Uh huh. Okay. He has six hundred and seventy eight thousand followers on Twitter. Whoa. All right. He tweeted this the other day. This was back on the second of May, and they're having a little bit of a a little bit of a spat down there because China keep parking their boats. Around the Philippine Islands, so yeah. this is really starting to piss them off. Yeah, he wrote Philippines. on Twitter. I'm showing oh, Bill no. right now, so you can see, see what I'm saying. Chi- China, my friend. How politely can I put it? Let me see. Get the fuck out. What are you doing to our friendship? You, not us. We're trying. You, you're an ugly oaf, forcing your attentions on a handsome guy who just wants to be your friend, not the father of a Chinese province. He fucking tweeted that. Whoa. To China. You're like an. You're like. Let me read that last one again. You're like an ugly oaf forcing your attention on a handsome guy who wants to be a friend. 
not to father a, I don't know if the English is correct there, not to father a Chinese province. You're like an ugly O force and you're touching the hands of a guy who wants to be a friend, not to father, wants to be your friend. So you're a Philippine, you're a Philippine ally. I am? In case you hadn't last looked, you guys had a military base there just until just recently. Now, yeah. their prime minister is a complete nut. When America has allies, means we can use them. Yeah, you park some, you park some boats there. You park some hey, planes there. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah, you're better. leave our tanks here? Yeah. Except, yeah. for Afga- except for Afghanistan. You can't be their ally. You better leave those guys. You hear that? The, you leave, you hear you that? Leave like, those guys. You hear the second, the second they fucking left, the Taliban invaded? Hey, the Taliban, yeah, the <laughs> Taliban are going to... Be running that joint again the, very quickly. I think there's just some news like the, like they left one base and Taliban just like fucking ran it over like already. They're waiting for it. They're like, cool, yeah, oh yeah, guys, get out. Oh yeah, America, Joe Biden, so and Taliban's just gonna take over, which is whatever that is what it is. Yeah, because here's the fucking problem. Here's what's getting me the here's what's getting me mad. In the hope of a utopia that these that the fucking liberals have. God, I, I just feel I feel like I can't call myself a liberal anymore. And the hope of utopia that they have, they they believe that the only pieces of shit on the planet are us. Our imperialist, colonialist, capitalist, racist, white supremacist. Oh no, there's plenty of pieces race, of shit running around, don't worry. I know, but I'm saying the liberals think that the pieces of shit are American white imperialists who've just oppressed people and killed people and raped people for centuries, and everyone else is just oppressed. So they go if we leave Afghanistan, then there's going to be peace and harmony, and let those people oh, no, celebrate no, no. their life. The way. No, no, no one has any. No one is at all leaving Afghanistan. Going, you know what? We left this a better place. I know, but the Everybody. liberals in California here, the white women who are running the goddamn country from Twitter, are the ones who are probably going. We're just oppressors. We got to get out there. Like, do you understand? Like, sometimes you need oppressors. Sometimes oh, oppressors are a good I'm thing. Fi- I'm fine with you guys pulling out of Afghanistan. They, they should are? turn that place into a fucking parking lot. Yeah, but the problem is they pull. They, they we pull out of uh, Afghanistan, and then the Taliban's going to get a lot more strength. And do, and and do what? Try. Walk here? They don't have any fucking planes. They got no air force. I mean, that's the thing. At the end of the day, they're not being supported by the. Uh, yeah, we we, we, the we wiped out Al Qaeda in that part of the world. They're done. That was, and that, I was on the impression that was the whole idea to start with. Yeah, but. Then we worked on the Taliban. The Taliban ain't going anywhere. But and then became the ISIS. The- and there's always going to be a new branch. Yeah. I mean, you got to teach a guy how to use the computer out there to book a plane ticket. They're going to have some problems out there, uh, well, there hey, in Afghanistan, man. The internet is shit once you so take funny. away the, take it, away it, the it, American I mean, internet. I, people, I mean, I know this is a long time ago, but people tend to forget that 15 of the 19 hijackers in 9-11 were Saudi Arabian. Hmm, funny that, hey? Our ally, yeah. the Saudis. Oh, yes. Uh, buddies. <laughs> and then we we're like, oh my god, I can't believe fifteen nineteen were Saudi Arabian. Let's go attack Iraq and Afghanistan. There's like everything is fucking shady. Better man. you guys. Let's 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 give Saudi Arabia some munitions so they can bomb the shit out of Yemen. Yeah, we do that. So what do you think? Why do you think we we stayed in Afghanistan for so long as a former? Because Dan is I'll a former you, soldier. I'll tell you exactly why. Nobody wanted the L. The L. Nobody. No, no president wanted the L. Yeah. Let's get, it, a lot of Americans died due to arrogance. Yeah. Because Bush didn't want the L. Obama didn't want the L. Fucking Trump didn't want the L, even though he was trying to act like he did, didn't care. But yeah. he didn't want to be a loser. You know him. That's, his, that's, that's, that's the last thing that guy wants to be. And at the end of the day, it got to a point where McCain was right. We'll be there a hundred fucking years unless someone takes an L. Yeah. And it's not a draw. It's not a win. It's a fucking L. Because yeah. that place is still... Where it was, 
Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like South Vietnam. Saying saying that yeah, that you've just got to pull out and say right, okay, we the initial mission we came out here to do. We did eventually. They got Bin Laden and sorted that out. Anniversary of his death two days ago. Fuck that guy. See you later. And that was taken care of. But then it turned into this ancillary mission of changing the Taliban rule down there. Yeah. And those guys are tough, man. They've been kicking the shit out of people for years, man. Hell yeah. I mean, they they, they drove the Russians out. How many Americans have died or coalition forces have died? It's, it's, it's a lot more. no one knows. I mean, you no, never hear about it. It's more than you think. Go to a website called... Would it be ca- more than 10,000? Uh, go to casualties.org, and they list every individual who's died in Iraq and Afghanistan. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Casualties.org. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spend too much time doing that. It's like too depressing, but... Um, it's very depressing. Um, but, so... Everybody has a picture, man. It puts a, face I mean, I on, think, it puts a face on numbers. I think even until Joe Biden said uh, casualties.org... Yep. When Joe Biden said we're Afghanistan, I bet you like ninety percent of Americans were like, "We're in Afghanistan." You know, I bet yeah. you most people didn't even fucking know. Is that it? Did it come up? Casualties. Do I know? Do I not know how to spell casualties? Probably not. I might have forgotten the website too. You never know. But I mean, at the end, of the, the problem with America is is the, your 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 stuff becomes so big. Even with even with uh, COVID as well. This is just an issue with COVID, but it's definitely an issue when you guys go to war, is people become numbers and not faces. Yeah. And that's what this site's designed to do. I, I just realized there I'm is. stupid. I don't know how to spell casualties. You don't, don't know think. how to spell it. <coughs> oh, no, they might, have, they might have actually changed it. They might have lost the site. Oh, okay, good. So I'm not that dumb. Oh, no, it's eye casualties. Oh, eye ca- Okay, good. So I do know how to spell it. Yeah, it's this one right here. <coughs> That's it. Eye casualties. Jesus you Christ. you go to... Hang on. Yeah. You can't drive that. <laughs> Sorry, COVID. Um, I had there a cough in Whole Foods recently. That was terrifying. Because when you cough in Whole Foods, they have like little sensors that like find you. And they shoot you with a laser. I don't know how long it's been updated since. Maybe someone gave up on it, but... It's, oh, so I they just have the individual names listed. They have the individual names. So where total Afghanistan. I know. It's, I know it's more than that. It's got to be more than that. It's thirty-five seventy-seven. That's, it's more than that. Um, which for twenty years isn't that bad. That's it's. it's I mean, they're people. It's higher, I don't than, diminish, it's higher than that number. I don't want to diminish people because I think, you know, that, people. I think that website hasn't been updated in a while. I think probably someone let it go, or they're just trying to like play it down. But that puts a face on everything. But by the way, so many of these are all like non-hostile, 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 non-hostile. Someone's a death. I, I bet you, like almost, well, a third of them are non-hostile. Well, it depends on your definition of what non-hostile is. Well, they said like helicopter crash or yeah, a lot of that, a lot of that going down out there. <coughs> yeah, but yeah, a lot of vehicle accidents, a lot of, a lot of stuff like that. But I mean, I spent yeah six years out there, uh, out in Iraq, and yeah, it's it. At the end of the day, man, it's it all all this stuff's a waste. Yeah. It's a waste of And everything. then these soldiers that come back from Afghanistan to, like, no heroes welcome at all. No. And, and, and what, it's, what it's become is a lot of veterans organizations take after, look after themselves now. They're not looking for outside help. They're not looking for... Nobody wants to hear, thank you for your service from fucking some guy who saw you in a supermarket parking lot. They want to help their people. Basically, these places, these service organizations insulate themselves. Yeah, and that's what a lot of things have come on and taken care of lately. I mean, um, a group of uh, group of buddies of 
of mine started a thing called Irreverent Warriors, which takes care of a lot of combat guys and gets them social, gets them, gets them out of the pandemic for veterans has been horrible. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the kind of thing that, yeah, you don't want to be isolated when you need to talk to people who've done things that you've right. done because you can't tell that shit to your wife you, or your girlfriend. You can't tell the stories about over there. Yeah. You need to have a beer with somebody who's done what you've done. Yeah. And then, yeah, what that guy finds funny. <laughs> you need to find somebody else who finds that funny. Otherwise, yeah. you're gonna look like, you're gonna look like the weird guy at the end of the block that no one wants to fucking talk to at parties. Yeah. Do you have vets here that you get to talk to? Uh, I, there are people I talk to back in Houston. Yeah. And some people in Australia as well. I still talk to the guys I joined the army with back in '95. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk to we'll talk to get a, talk for the rest of my life. Those yeah. guys, you won't forget them. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. Yeah. But my unit back in Australia, we have an online group where if Obviously, veteran suicide is a massive issue. Huge, yes. And what they'll find is if they find that one of the Vietnam vets from our unit is having a bad day, three Afghan guys will fly over to his house and hang out at this guy's house for a week and make sure he gets back on track. That's yeah. The but those organizations only, only exist when you take care of your own. Yeah. It's hard to get the government, if you try and do something at the speed of yeah, the so government. Yeah, so those are all privately... Definitely privately run. Yeah. Yeah. The government, the government programs just aren't, aren't cutting it. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they are. Yeah, no, it's not. But, but the healthcare is pretty good for vets, right? Uh, in the U.S. I have no idea. I only hear bad things. Oh, really? But I know the healthcare in Australia is not great for vets. Hmm. Um, that vaccination shot was the first piece of free healthcare I've had in eighteen years out here. Yeah, which is nice. Anybody wants to direct me to where the free immigrant healthcare is, I'll be <laughs> fucking quite happy to go find it. I haven't found it, it yet. It hasn't been yeah. directed in my. I've never seen it. I. I mean, I've. I've been sewn up by, by by veterinarians. Veterinarians do very good stitching, by the way. I imagine they would, yeah. Their stitching is on point. Yeah. They're the best people you ever get your head split open. Go see a veterinarian yeah. if you've got no money. They stitch you, and then they pet you, and they give you pellets. Well, I think my last last time I got my head cut open by a veterinarian, um, he didn't bring any anesthetic, Ugh. which is a little rough. Because, and I think I remembered I, I may have choked him once mm. when we were drinking. And he may have decided, right, payback time for Dan. I'm just going to cut his eye open, uh, his eyelid open with no anesthetic. So, yeah. Oh, vey. Fun. That was an interesting segue right there. Yeah, just... We were just, having a, a fun conversation about people dying in war. That's and just, then you had just, to go there, just Dan? Just such an uplifting, oh, uplifting deal. How do we get to there? Let's bring it back. <laughs> yeah, what were we talking about before we went... How do we get back... Weren't we talking about people bitching about wearing masks to go watch comedy? Yeah, that, that, <laughs> well, I mean, talk that about is, a rabbit hole. That is, that is a joke I did in Reno where I was talking about how every generation of men gets wimpier and wimpier and wimpier. It's like <laughs> we get more and more pussified as we go down. Like I'm pretty like you know, I'm not that fucking man. Can right? you change can you change a tire? Huh? Can, can you change a tire? Can you change a tire? But my dad could like like build Make a, a tire. car. <laughs> he could like build a car and take it apart. My granddad was in World War Two. Yes. You know, so each generation and you go back like, you know, in fucking 1776, you had a group of men who, you know, risked their lives to take down the British Empire. And now you have a group of men who are like, did Dr. Fauci say it's safe to go outside yet? Are we allowed can, to go outside? You can outside? blame Amazon, Amazon and YouTube. Is that what it is? Amazon and YouTube you can, can, can take away your ability to be a man very quickly. You know what? How do I learn to do this? I'll just watch a video of it. Oh, oh yeah. uh, okay. Now I can buy that. At M- okay, cool. We're good. Or Task rather, Rabbit or shit like that. Or having than, yeah, get a guy. Alfredo Favor. next door. 
but it's funny because I used to, you know, I owned an apartment in New York and I used to do shit around. I would like hammer and put in my shelves and install stuff and take down doors and blah, blah, blah. And then I got older. I'm like, you know what? It takes a long fucking time. I'm objectively not great at it. I don't have a real skill for carpentry and building. And I can like spend $100 and get it done perfectly. Eh. Did I change my headlights during the pandemic? It took me five days. Yeah, fuck to that. Change that. I had to rip the fucking entire front off the car because no. I've got the only Ford in Just the hire existence. People. Hire people. It's so much better than, you know, it'll be... I'll put it in my shelves. It'll be like, they'll come down easier. It's like, I just prefer the price. See, here's what it was. I got on YouTube and I watched a guy, a guy who knows what he's doing, do that. And I'm like, oh yeah, I can do that. I'm not a guy. Yeah. I'm not that guy anyway. I can't (laughs) fucking do that. It's like people cooking. Oh, I'll watch this woman cook and I'll cook. No, you can't. You can't. You can't do that. There's an actual skill that is acquired over like 30, 40 fucking years. Otherwise, you'd have a cooking video and people be watching your shit. Exactly. So, I'm I'm all... but it's true. Like my dad is like he's always been like. I didn't realize until I was older. I was like he's pretty fucking macho. He was a soldier. He just would rip shelves down, take his car apart. He had sideburns. Well, God damn, my Actually, dad's a my dad was man. a hunter, but he wasn't handy. Yeah, dad. My dad wasn't much of a builder. I'll give him that. But he built shit. Yeah. But he wasn't. That wasn't his strong point. I never mm-hmm. saw my dad sawing too much stuff. I saw him shoot a lot of things. Yeah. He's a professional hunter. Yeah. But, yeah, you always, I'll get another guy to build this for me. Not a problem. But then you get people like, you know, like Tommy, who I love, Tommy Wakefield on the <laughs> podcast. He's my my boy. But, like, his views, like, the male testicle has been so berated and so vilified and toxic masculinity has become so vilified that it really, um, it makes everything that is quote-unquote manly just almost synonymous with, like, gross or rapey or violent or awful and sometimes manly is goddamn important it's people important need when, some it's manliness when a tornado hits i'll tell you that much right now yeah it's important when someone tries to like do something to your girlfriend or your wife or your child or whatever it is yeah your property like you need you, sometimes you need to be like hey man like when i was some guy was trying to walk down here he might have been the nicest guy in the world he's not but he might have been but i just said like hey man you're not going down there because i felt my balls are at least big enough to go, right. you're not going to fucking come and violate my property. You know what I mean? And we just need, a, like the cuck thing I talked about in the last podcast, like all these, like the cuck thing is kind of real. Like men are becoming well, very cucky. Like some of the work I did in Houston, man, I worked 12 years as a fixer. Yeah. And you find yourself people calling you at four in the morning to fix situations, which appear to be rather simple. Yeah. If you had a pair of balls. So I just like talk to a guy about harassing my girlfriend. Oh, I've got a guy at my house. Can you come get him out of my house? Or have you tried to get him out yourself? No, I'm not going to do that. Why would they? So they want to pretend like they're friends and have you show up and be like, what's this well, guy no, doing this, here? No, everybody has that one house party guest that you invite to your house after and then no one knows who the fucking guy is. He's the guy so usually. Gonna, yeah, you're right. He's the, he's the guy we knew we met at the club. Well, then 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 you're, then you're probably about an eight ball in and. Uh, to an after party and suddenly the guy's butt naked in your living room won't put his clothes on he's like I'm having a time of my life fuck you people yeah you can't call the cops yeah because you've already got a you, shitload you of fucking drugs there, drugs there everywhere and god oh, knows yeah. what else so, so that you guy ca- so you call me and I come around and I go oh hi how you doing get in my fucking car yeah and that's how you usually just just calm as you like you don't need to yell at people people want confrontation because they think people will save, someone will save you from confrontation. If you walk up to someone very calmly and say, this is what's about to happen. Yeah. 
if you continue to do what you're about to do, I guarantee you this will happen next. Yeah. So, balls in your court. And most people look at that and go, oh, this guy's incredibly calm about about to beat the shit out of me. (laughs) And you're like, yeah. But if you get someone in an argument, people want an audience. And you don't give them that. I mean... Let me ask you a question, Dan. And this is like a half real... We probably shouldn't be recording this. But it's hypothetical. It's hypothetical. Let's say I knew someone who's going through a divorce. And her husband ex-husband is really a fucking dickhead and is trying very deliberately to fuck her over and he's just she's very wealthy right famous has a lot of money he knows that and so she has to pay the lawyer fees so he's just doing everything he can to fuck her over right and it's really fucking up her life and fucking up her kid's life and she can't the legal system does not provide any respite or any like mm-hmm. solace and they're just trying you know they just take their fucking lawyers like, oh I feel so bad How much you, by the way you owe me $50,000 yes. all lawyers are pieces of shit if you're listening to this you're a lawyer go fuck yourself some you're lawyers are good Defense you're banned from the show gotta have a couple of your sleeve I've got no two. I mean they're good like they're they're, they're, they're they're good in terms of their jobs make, but they're as human beings are pieces of shit make sure your lawyer sins right alongside of you that's the best way to do it you got a lawyer who sins next to you good guy yeah, but they're just sociopathic pieces of shit. Like Kent Goodbrood. Kent Goodbrood in New York is a garbage human being. <laughs> Go leave him a shitty Yelp review. Anyway, so my point is this. Um, what the fuck is my point? What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So, and she's a friend, this right. hypothetical person. Would, if I said, hey, Dan, this hypothetical person needs someone to go and break the kneecaps. You'd be, talking, you'd be talking to someone in a different town. Yeah, this guy named someone, Dan Brown. Someone, someone Dan Brown who used to do stuff like that. Yeah, would yeah. that person be willing to to talk about that? There are that? people that do that kind of thing. Yes. Yes. Okay. Those people exist. hypothetically would you Hypo- do it? <laughs> hypothetically, those people exist. I'm a I'm a comedian now, man. I don't do anything. So like you're retired. I didn't do anything like that. To, uh, uh, hypothetically, I didn't do anything like anything like that back in the day. <laughs> but hypothetically, you might do it again now, Here's even as a comic. If you did it for free. Uh-huh. It's not illegal. Well, it's still it's it's still assault. Yeah, but if you do if you get so paid is to do, is it worse if you get paid to break some yes, kneecaps? Definitely. Why? Then it becomes then it becomes a assault for hire. Then everybody goes to jail. So assault so is not as bad as assault then, for hire. Yeah. Then then the person who hired you goes to jail for conspiracy. But if you're a good assault, if you're a good fixer, you never reveal your your fucking like I source, said, right? Like I said, you never let the truth get in the way of a good yarn. <laughs> so yeah, you um. You, yeah, you put it as you make it as material. You do what you do. I mean, now let's I be honest. Could, you I had could, fun being a fixer. I had fun doing some of the things I'd done. Some of the things I thought I was going to get murdered, and I was like, "Radio, I don't really want to be in this house at all." Yeah. When you're going to pick up, when you're going to pick up a consulate individual from a after party that he went to by mistake. And now I'm in the worst part of Houston walking into somebody's house to retrieve someone who definitely doesn't look like they need to be in that house. And the only way I can get around doing that is to act like the crocodile hunter when I walk in and put on Australia so hard. G'day, how's it going, fellas? That's how I would do it. Yeah. Is just run in there like I'm the crocodile hunter and be basically like pantomime myself. And everybody's laughing at me. And by the time they finish figuring that out, I'm like, I'm here for that guy. Yeah. And that's how you figure that out. Do you think and you have a? Have you thought about making a pilot for that? I'm writing it, writing it right now. Uh, what was that show you wanted me to watch on Hulu? It's called the the uh, the Mister In Between. Mister In Between. 
So, which is about a fixer, right? It's about uh, yeah. He's definitely a fixer. So, are you writing a pilot? Well, that guy's a not fixer. a fixer. That guy's a fucking. That guy's a hitman. Oh, he's a hitman. Yeah. So what's the difference? Is well, fixers guy, don't kill people. Fixes fixes just fix problems. Fixes yeah. a janitors. Another cleaner, a janitor. So, oh, so the difference between fixer and cleaner. Damn right, there's a difference between fixer and so cleaner. So, because I need a fixer, they they need a kneecap broken or a fingernail ripped off. A, a fixer, a fixer just fixes problems. It just solves. Don't be all coy, Dan. Come on. All the fixer does is just solve problems. Got it. Makes a problem smaller. Well, cleaner solves problems too. Well, cleaner makes problems go away. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a difference. <laughs> and then, yeah, you, then you end up in all sorts of. All sorts of scallywag behavior past past cleaner. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I prefer, yeah, a janitor, facilitator, whatever yeah. you want to put, whatever you want to call it. Facilitator how much, of an of How an much outcome. does one charge? If, to remove someone from someone's house like I was just talking? Yeah. Uh, that's 400 bucks. That's pretty good. Yeah. At four in the morning for me to get out of bed, come to your house retrieve this guy i've got to take him somewhere i can't just i can't just drive the guy down the block and let him out of my car i've got to drive him home to wherever the fuck yeah he comes from depending on how drug fucked he is in the back of the car and whether or not he can figure out where he's from but mostly what i'll do is i'll get that guy in the back of the car and go radio uh if you move or utter a fucking word i will leave you in the middle of the freeway in houston and then i'll go and tell the locals where you are yeah I'll find the worst-looking guy I can within a block radius, and I'll say, there's a guy up there with money. Yeah. That's where I'm going to leave you. Or you can tell me where you live, and I'll just drop you home. I'm not going to slap you around or anything like that. I'm just going to get you out of my hair, because I've already been paid. I don't care. I mean, we're away from that guy's house. Yeah. Go to sleep. What's the address? I'll wake you up when we get there. Yeah. And, yeah. That's cool. I mean, no no one ever tries to fight you or anything like that because you're not the cops yeah i'm, not, take, I'm not taking you to jail you've never had you you've never had anyone i had a guy pull a knife on me i did i drove uber for a little while and i had a guy pull a knife on me driving an uber once i know what you did you're like that's not nice no this al- is a almost, knife almost because the guy had the drop on me i'd sold I, i'd sold my gun the day before otherwise i had a i, I had a i had a nine millimeter in the front seat and i just shot him in the chest uh-huh. which wouldn't have been good for me as a foreigner in america yeah. Oh, this is America. Um, oh, this is America. This is this. And the guy looked like a normal, normal-looking guy when I picked him up. Picked him up at eleven o'clock in the morning. White guy, uh, Indian dude, Indian guy. Picked him up at eleven o'clock in the morning in the medical center in Houston, and jumped in the back seat. And as soon as we started driving, he said something. He said, "I don't like your tone." And then he pulled out a six-inch kitchen knife and said, "I'm going to cut your fucking head off." Whoa! And I'm sitting there in the front seat, going, "Shit." And it was, the, it was the kind of knife you carry when you're afraid of people. It was, it was one of your knives from your knife block upstairs. It's not like yeah. this guy's going around mugging people. This is something yeah. that obviously he's got mental problems. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. I already know where we were going. We're six minutes away from the destination. And I just went, like I said, full crocodile hunter. And I thought, I'm going to just start talking about Australia, mate. And just really drag it out. I figure if he's laughing, he won't stab me. Ah. Because unless he's really nuts... And then he might, but most people. I've been stabbed three times, and the times when I got stabbed, people were very angry at me, and no one was laughing. Yeah. So I figure that's my mentality. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we got to the end of the block, and he's he's going lost his job, and he was just losing his mind and going off a little crazy and stuff uh-huh. like that. And yeah, he kept the knife on me the whole time. To the last. So the knife was seconds. like pushing against your throat, type of thing. And I was sitting on my right shoulder. Yeah. I'm driving the car. Knife's right there. Yeah. For the whole time, and. 
yeah, I was like, someone's like, why didn't you just hit the brakes and do that Jason Bourne shit or that yeah, Liam? And that doesn't, slips your doesn't work in real life. <laughs> don't get yeah. to do that. You don't get to go dunk like that. It doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get stabbed when that happens. Wow. Uh, I'm like, no, thank you. I don't want to get stabbed in the back of the head. But that wasn't a fix. That was a guy that you were- That was pick- just me driving an Uber. An Uber, yeah. yeah. But have you ever been in a situation as a fixer where you showed up and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm in trouble? Uh, outnumbered? Yeah, yeah. Or even just like, where's your this life? A bad, this is a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. And at that point, you've just got to lean on the lean on the side of humour and go right. I'm here to make sure your problem that you have right now doesn't get bigger. Yeah. Because and that's the way you look at it. You go, I need to take this guy now. Well, we like this guy. We, we want him to hang out. Yeah, but if he goes missing and people come looking, they're going to come looking for him. Yeah. More people than me. And you don't want the law sniffing around your house. Yeah. So how about you just let me take him now? And so was it mostly people who owed money? No. Or was it mostly about men and women? Mostly and the folks shit that goes drove, down? Like people dr- chasing pussy. Yeah. A lot of people chasing pussy end up in the wrong place. Yeah. Because you end up in the wrong part of town. Good luck calling a cab or an Uber at four o'clock in the morning to come get you. Yeah. They're not coming to these neighborhoods. They're not going to these neighborhoods at nine o'clock at night. Let alone four o'clock in the fucking morning. That's hilarious. You can combine Fixer with Uber. It's like Fuber, Fibber. It's it's fucking like Fuber, dude. Yeah. I had to pick this guy up in the middle of nowhere once. I picked him up in the back of New Caney, Texas, which is about about thirty miles outside of Houston, forty miles outside of Houston. Picked him up at four in the morning in the middle of the road in the middle of a forest. Holy shit! And he was at a quarry, and. That's why I had to pick him up from a fucking quarry, covered in shit. He was actually working at the quarry, and they had an issue there. They, they had to get this guy out of there. No one could go get him. Uber wouldn't come get him. Cabs wouldn't go out there, because they thought he buried a fucking body. Yeah. And I turned up, and uh, I pulled up, and he said, thank God you're here. He said, two cabs have turned up, and they turned around. They got within 50 feet of the guy and did U-turns and turned around. I said, you look like you just murdered somebody. <laughs> I said, where am I taking you? I said, so-and-so called me to come pick you up. Where am I taking you? He goes, to another quarry. And I went, are you going to murder me? <laughs> and then the guy in the, he goes, no, no, I do security for the quarries, man. I, I, I live at this quarry over here. My car what? broke down over here. And then I'm like, and then the guy starts doing bumps in the back of my car. We're doing, it's, it's like six in the morning on a Tuesday. And this guy's doing fucking, would you like a bump, man? I'm like. Dude, I'm driving. <laughs> You're I'm like, like, driving, of course. And I'm like, I want your shitty cocaine. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I come home. And yeah, he's like, uh, yeah, I dropped him off. This guy, pull, can you pull over and let me pick up a beer? I'm like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but some of that work is just is easy stuff as well, man. I mean, like I had a rich client once who called me and he goes, oh, I heard you, heard you, heard you did some work like this. And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, I... I uh, I need to get a. He said he called me up for a pack of two packs of cigarettes and a carton of beer at five o'clock in the morning to get delivered to the penthouse of the Marriott Marquis in Houston. Yeah, and I said that's not what I do. And he goes, I'll pay you five hundred dollars. I said that's exactly, that's what, exactly I what I do. Exactly what I do. I'll be there in about half an hour. Yeah, and because you can't buy liquor on a Sunday after hours in Houston anywhere, so. Yeah, it turned out to be a $100 case of beer because you've got to pay the guy at the gas station an extra 75 bucks to get it. Oh, boy. Yeah, you got to tip him. You better tip him because he's the one doing the under-the-table shit. Yeah. I get to the hotel and I just say to the guy, he says, oh, can you bring it up to my room? And I said, the staff at the hotel told you they couldn't do this, didn't they? And he goes, yeah, it kind of pissed me off. I've got the best, best room in the house. I said, there should be a concierge who does this because they don't have that. I said, well, you come down to valet and you pick it up from my car. Yeah. 
Because you're going to look like the biggest fucking gangster in the world when you walk past that hotel stuff with a case of beer under your arm <laughs> and two packs of cigarettes. And you can tell him I told you so all the way to the fucking elevator. And he goes, oh, <laughs> that's what I want to do. I said, yeah, man. <laughs> I said, that's how, you, that's, how you, that's how you look like a man right there going back to where we were. Yeah. I said, mind you, I had to do the legwork, but still, he, he made the call. And, you know, that is the idea of, of being a man. That is a big thing that I always think about. Whenever I think about the real fucking pimps, like my jujitsu master, you know, whenever I've seen people like crackheads will come into the dojo, just like, hey, man. He'll come up very quietly, like, like, hey, this is my dojo. You have to leave now. You have to show me the respect. And he just has a presence that people, yeah. they see it and they go, I'm getting the fuck out. Oh, I used to whisper in people's ears. Yeah. Like, get them in a handshake, whisper in their ear. Listen, I don't want you to think I'm telling you this because I want to look cool in front of everybody. I just want you and me to hear that this is about to happen. Yeah. And most people are like, fuck. Fuck, yeah. Shit's about to go down. You're like, yeah, I'm not even going to do it in front of your chick or anything like that. I understand your wife's here. You've got a safe face. Tell me to fuck off and then leave. Do you have any situations, hypothetically, allegedly, as a fixer, where you did something that you regret, that later you found out that maybe you were paid to do something against someone who wasn't really guilty of anything? No. No? No. So everyone that you felt like you dealt with was fucked up and deserved. Every, every situation I helped fix was fucked up. Yeah. And deserved. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I made sure of that. I mean... Well, how, I mean, how can you know sometimes, You can't right? know sometimes, but... Yeah. But the people that... Put it this way. The, the people that make, that have your phone number are people you trust to start with. Yeah. To, an, to, an, to a degree. Oh, so people would... But then would sometimes they give it to a friend no. or... Oh, you were, just, these were, you were just fixing problems for everyone that you fixing knew personally. Problem, fixing problems for people I knew personally. Got it. Um, and a couple of consulates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which will remain nameless. We're going to go on about that. But, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah they, they lose diplomats all the time. Do you miss it at all? That worked? Not at all. No? No. Because when you talk ma- about it, it sounds you have a little it's, bit of... It's, it's worth the material, the material that I got out of it. And now I'm trying to figure out how to convert this into stand-up. And, yeah, there are some stories where you just have to say, right, this story has a statute of limitations. Yeah. And, or this is a hypothetical, but... Kind of, yeah. But do yeah, rape yeah. stories have a statute of limitations? Oh Jesus! God, that was a funny joke. I'm sorry. That was a solid joke that you have to appreciate. I pistol, whi- I pistol whipped three guys who were gonna who were gonna rape a chick one night. That's great. That was good. Oh, two of them. I didn't pistol whip the third guy. Wait, so he- were they in an alley about to do it? No, and you they came were up outside like- the door of the apartment of the lady I bodyguarded earlier in the evening, and they turned up at her house. She she was actually she's pretty promiscuous. She grabbed. Them. She went to one more bar after I dropped her off and met one of these guys and said, you should come back to my place and fuck me. And what she didn't realize was he bought his two buddies as well. They were going to run a train, yeah. have some fun with it. Yeah. And once she saw this, this guy's two mongoloid buddies in the hallway, three Croatians, she was like, oh, I don't want to do three of you guys. This isn't going to work. And then she yeah. called me. I was in bed. And she said, can you come back up to my house and take care of these three guys in my, who were in my- So they were in her house? They were, no, they were, she was in very, very fancy apartments in Houston. Yeah. Like two apartments per floor. Yeah. And she was in, they were in the hallway. Yeah. They'd made their way into the building or in the hallway. So how long would, so how long did it take you to get there? Uh, about 10 minutes. And they were just still hanging out? Were they still banging on out, the door? Still hanging out in the doorway, talking through the door to her. Were they talking to her in a threatening way, or they like, "Hey, baby, come oh, on"? Like, yeah, but yeah, that's kind of how it was. It was, it was, it wasn't great. Yeah, and I knew, I knew one of them, and I walked in, and they, I walked around the hallway, and they said, "What are you doing?" And I said, "Here to 
you guys, time for you guys to go home. Yeah. And Dan's like, the guy's like, no, Dan, we're getting, we're getting some pussy tonight. You're not going in. We're not going. You can fuck off home, Dan. We don't need you here. Yeah. And I looked at him. Was he like was, Maori or something? No, he's Croatian. A Croatian. Yeah, Eastern European. And uh, my Eastern European accent isn't very good. But, but I'd, be a little, uh, I'd be a little scared of fucking with Croatians. But fuck. yeah, I, I showed him. I had a gun tucked at the time. So you just do like you pull the fucking pull, blazer back? I, I was wearing a suit. Just w- w- opened my suit up and said, he goes, what are you going to do? Are you going to shoot me? He says, I don't have a gun. And one of them walked towards me and says, you used to fuck off Dan before I shoved that gun up your ass. And walked towards me. And now I'm walking towards me and I can't shoot the guy. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's all about escalation of force. He's not threatening my life enough to do that. So I just went, well, I've never done this before. Pulled the gun out just went, forehand across the first guy smacked him across the temple backhand across the second guy and I looked at the third guy and was like both of them dropped like a sack of shit and I just looked at the third guy and went wow that's just like TV I said can you believe that both those guys went down and he's looking at me going fuck and I said you gonna hit me next I said no you're gonna drag these two fucking idiots out of here yeah and that's exactly what happened yeah. Walked in, collect some more money, leave, go home. Yeah, so then you knock on the door and, yeah. she, and then she's like, ghost is I clear. Mean, no, th- those, guys aren't, those guys aren't the kind of guys who are going to report you later because they're already assholes. Yeah, exactly. They've already got records Officer, fucking the length of their arm. we were trying to rape this girl and Mr. Yeah. Cockblock came in. Yeah, one of them is probably a fucking sex offender anyway. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, so they're already guys with criminal records. And yeah. Yeah. So at, at that point, a little bit of slap around the ear all isn't such a bad thing. But since... Now we're in the digital age. Uh, yeah, everything gets recorded. I realize that uh, if if you're in a fight for more than four seconds, you're you're being recorded. Yeah, anywhere, yeah. and so you so I keep trying to keep my shit less than four minutes long, very quick, very <laughs> quick, very surgical, and yeah, you got a better chance of seeing Bigfoot on tape than seeing me hit somebody. Yeah, good luck. Although no? might not be bad to have a viral video of you beating no. the fuck out of someone. I, 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 my first weekend at the Laugh Factory, I had to sort a guy out, and all, and even the aftermath, the ten second mark of the call uh, uh, ended up on Snapchat that night. And oh, I'm really? Like, I'm like, that's just him yelling at me after he just got sorted out. Guy tried to hit the manager of the Laugh Factory with a chair. Jesus Christ! From Texas, by the way. And yeah, that didn't work out very well. And let's just say it didn't work out well. And he's not going to do that again. There was a guy before you who was a. Uh and apparently he was like Israeli fucking army or some shit. He was a Krav Maga guy. Those Krav Maga's are different. But he, some guy was like, it was a guy and a girl, and they were complaining. And he, he, he like shoved the girl out or something. Oh, no. And the guy was like, what the fuck are you doing, man? And he came up to him. He came up to the guy, and apparently this guy did the move with his straight fingers, like right in the throat, like like kink, like a snake, like kink, like, right his Adam, and the guy like collapsed. Like Ugh. you gotta watch real, you gotta be real careful hitting people in the Adam's apple. It works, yeah. but if it works too good, then but like with your die. straight fingers, like open palm, like yeah. like I said, I hit a guy with a clipboard. In the th- I hit a guy with a clipboard in the throat once, uh, and that worked. Yeah, I but if I hit him any harder, it'd, it'd have been in real trouble, and I'd have been in real trouble. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, but you uh, must, you must, you must mess fucking people up a little bit. No, I don't actually, because eventually you lose. Yeah, of course you lose. And I was lucky. Uh, I lost. I lost twice, and I was lucky that when I did lose, there was someone around to watch my back when it happened. Yeah. Um, you think you think that person was around? You'd been killed? Yeah, definitely the first time. Yeah. 
What, was the, what were the circumstances? Uh, Threw through three guys out of a bar. Um, Eastern Europeans again, funnily enough. And I thought that the lead guy, I went back to the front door of the club to, ch- to check more IDs. Yeah. I thought someone had taken care of these guys and taken them away from the club. Turned out that the other two bouncers who had just left the guys and just walked back in didn't tell me. This guy hit me with what I believe was a running elbow. Oh, shit. Elbowed me in the side of the orbital bone, cracking orbital bone, flattened my glasses on my face, really ripped my head off. And thankfully, one of my bouncers inside the club saw it because these guys were in full stomp mode. At that point, they're going to kick the shit out of this guy. And that's what happens is that's the key with those situations is stay on your feet. Because if you end up on the ground, I know it's everybody's kicked. all jujitsu now and everybody wants to get on the ground, but the you problem with jujitsu doesn't work in street fights because there's always that one, the third dickhead on the side with the camera yells out world star and then drop kicks you in the head while you've got yeah. the fucking hold on. Yeah. I mean, well, the way jujitsu works is it's a one on one thing, dude. One on one, and also like the the judo aspect of jujitsu because they're kind of merged. At yeah, this but point. You, so you have to you, if, you can throw, you, if you can throw people, if you really know judo and wrestling, that will really serve you in a, in a street fight. Yeah, oh, of course, but but I mean, yeah, getting on your back in a street fight is not where you want no, to be. No, 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 of course not. I mean, I got into an Asian I got a fall, brawl with like thirty five Asian guys once, two Asian gangs, and I end up at the bottom. Real quick, there's two bouncers and 35 guys fighting. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> I ended up my back and I just grabbed a guy as a shield. So I'm headbutting the guy on the bottom. I'm headbutting him while everybody else is stomping him because they think he's me because it's dark. <laughs> We're both wearing black. So this poor guy's getting stomped the shit out of on top of me while I'm headbutting him. And then eventually one of the bartenders saw that I disappeared and jumped the bar and waded in through there and pulled this guy off. Like he was rescuing me, like I was in Titanic or something like that. <laughs> pulled me, to, pulled me to the top. Radio, back to back. Let's find our way out. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, but those are, those are the bad old days. It doesn't happen like that anymore. And that was the days before high quality cell phone cameras. And nobody fights mm. like that anymore. People have so they've changed it. the way they fight because of cell phones. I think so. I mean, a lot of people are more liable now. I mean, uh, that's good. That's a good thing. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm fine with that. It's the old... But you've got to remember that you're always being recorded. Yeah. And that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, shit, Dan. We've uh, we, we've gone a long time here. Um, we started off on one track and we ended on a much more satisfying track. I think so. I think we've... I think we've busting kind of, fucking skulls. I think we've managed to get out of this without getting cancelled. I don't know. I feel like whenever I say anything that remotely scooches over to the right... And gets outside the liberal Overton window. I feel like people are painting a funny mustache and giving me a weird comb over in their head. Just anything. If I, I if I go, if even if you say something like, "Hey, by the way, not all cops are evil." People no, are like, "How no, dare you okay, say that?" Here's the thing about that. My dad's a cop. Yeah. All right. I know a lot of cops. I'm not anti-cop. I'm anti-shit cop. And there of are plenty of, of shit cops out there. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I'll there are you, a lot. There are a lot. There are a lot, and I'll tell you right now. But not the majority. Uh, well, it's it, it's more than you think by ten percent. But highest. But here's the thing: every time, and it frustrates the shit out of me. It frustrates my father as well. Back the blue frustrates the crap out of me because back the blue gives those shit cops a way out. Yeah, it makes it okay. You, no, no, fuck that back the blue shit. Back that guy. That guy's yeah. awesome. Fuck that guy over there. Yeah. And I'm fa- completely fine with leaving that guy out. 
yeah. of the equation because that guy makes this other good, the good cop over here's job so much fucking more difficult. Mm-hmm. But when they when the, the police unions get behind him and the whole back the blue and that kind of thing, it's frustrating. Yeah, of course. Because my dad, my dad watching stuff in Australia is funny because he'll just be like, "Really? Someone yeah. did that?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." There's some, but, there, but also shitty cop. The thing about shitty cops is but, like when there is a shitty cop, they get they usually get found out. But when a cop does something good, no one knows. <laughs> nobody knows. Nobody, nobody. That's part of the job. I mean, that's the thing. It's one of those jobs where. You people only find out when you do a bad bad thing. Did you see about this cop? I think this was in L.A. Pulled over this woman. You must have seen it. Not today's one. She was goes. She goes. Uh, hey, because she was um, the Mexi- on, her, the Mexican, on her cell phone. The Mexican cop on her cell phone. She goes. He goes You're a murderer. Yeah, the Mexican you're a murderer. Cop. Uh, ma'am, you had. I was like, you're just a Mexican racist. Jesus Christ. You're never going to be white. You're Mexican. I mean, if she was, if she wanted to toe the line of like, Here's hey, cops are murderers, and you want to try that liberal line, then why would you become a fucking complete racist piece that, of shit that just that that right there is what i'm talking about cell phone cameras recording yeah. before those things you wouldn't dare say that to a cop if you're in the middle of nowhere yeah and you're like yeah you're a piece of shit okay get out of the car what <laughs> so like, she was recording part of it but then she turned it off and didn't realize she was going to record it for the rest of it right <laughs> well he's got a dad he's got a, he's got a body cam but she probably didn't know that because she he, never would have called him a mexican racist yeah, his body cam got it all and by the way, body cams these days, holy shit, they're in HD. Yeah, they are. They're great. Yeah. They're really, yeah. Thank God, man. You know, it, it's getting like. It's, it's come a long It's come a long way from the old, well, we need the footage of that camera right there and right in front of you. And you look at it and it's grainy piece yeah. of shit. And you're like, God damn it. I just, I just, you know, maybe because my brother's a cop and I did a movie about cops. I, I did Ride Along with Cop for like four months. I, I get so pissed off when I hear shit like Joy Behar on the view going like, why didn't the cop just shoot her in the leg? I'm like, bitch, that has been, that comment is so fucking ignorant. Yeah. Look it up then. If you don't know why, look it up. Yeah. Talk to a cop. Go to a cop and say, what? don't on public TV say, you know, he should have just shot him in the leg, shot in the air. You dipshit. Now, having said that, I think cops could do with a little bit more weapon handling. I oh, used for to, sure. remember I used to sell guns as well. Yes. I sold guns for two years at retail. Yeah. And the worst, without without a doubt, the worst weapon handlers who would come in the store were cops. <laughs> and they don't have that much training in America, particularly. And, and that's the thing. They don't get a lot of range time. And yeah. they need to get more. Yeah. And that's not exactly in the budget right now because... Training cops to use their to use their firearms better is is not really is not in the budget. Yeah. It's 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 not one of those things that you can run. But you can't run that by a council and go, yeah, we need more ammo. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> we're going to do responsible policing, but we need another hundred grand for ammo. Thanks. Yeah, and also like my brother's been cop, I think for like fifteen years now, and they they have a lot of uh, bias training, and they they really try to embed. I mean, ever when I did my cop movie in two thousand three. 2004 like we went on the range and all the all the perps that would shoot up the cardboard they were all white by mandate they had to be white you couldn't have a black perp to shoot because it just would it would enforce you know racist thoughts and tendencies so they've had their eyes on ideas like that for years and years and years but people think that it's completely overrun by Nazis and white supremacists there's no thought at all to it and that's just unfair you know the problem with cops is this is the problem they're having right now and this is the problem. There's no national register of cops that get disciplined or fired. Yeah. So if you're a bad cop, if you're mm. one of these shit cops we're talking about, you can get fired by one police department and then go 100 miles and to no the left. No one will know. No one will know. And what you are you, a Catholic again. priest or something? 
it's almost yeah, it's almost the same fucking like thing. Moving and pressure. But that's what's happening is guys are getting rehired and rehired, and but cops are fucking up. It's the same cops fucking up over and over and over again. You'll see a guy who does an excessive force thing, and you'll find out that yeah, he had the same thing happen at two private previous that's police crazy, departments. Man. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, if you're a school teacher, your record follows you everywhere. Yeah, if you're not if you're a priest, but if you're uh, <laughs> if, if you're anything else, anything else other than a priest or a cop. Yeah, if you're a, a sex offender, I mean, you got to register yourself, Christalia. So there are things that like you just have to do, you know. But for real, like he'll have to do that, which is you know whatever. Yeah, but so yeah, it's it's one of those things that it's an oversight because. And, and and that's and that's something that will never happen because federal and states will never share data. Yeah, but it's it's not so much states; it's counties in states aren't sharing data. Yeah, There's no, what there needs to be is at least a state register of these things. So these guys, if they're going to have to move, if they if you fire a cop, okay, well he he's going to have to go out of state and work somewhere else. I mean, he can't work the next city. You can't get fired in Houston and go work in Dallas. Yeah, which right now happens all the time. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, guaranteed. I mean, uh, I know I know cops who are dirty who now work in other places. I'm going to make a prediction, uh, end of the year prediction. Well, Dogecoin will be at fucking dollar fifty after Elon Musk fucking bombs it up on fucking SNL. I, I was watching did a show with Tim Dillon in Austin. Tim Dillon, he's just going off on Austin like <laughs> Bill Burr in Philly. He goes, "Oh, you guys fucking suck. Your whole economy is barbecue based." And he goes, Austin is, he goes, if you were real, if you were actual cool people, you'd be in LA or New York. Austin is the Dogecoin of cities. Oh. <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah, man. And Austin, Austin's so soft. Austin is, to to steal a term from Letterkenny, Austin is 10 ply. 10 ply? It is 10 ply. I hate Austin because at least in in the rest of Texas, if you come up and say something stupid, yeah. people will go, you're a fucking idiot. You don't get to talk anymore. Yeah. You do that in Austin, I'll go in there in Austin and try and pick an argument and be like, I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're entitled to your opinion. No, I'm fucking not. I'm stupid. I just, what I said was fucking ridiculous. Check Yes. Me. People will not, that is a doormat town. Austin is probably, because they're in Texas, but they don't want to associate themselves with Texas, they almost like overcorrect in their liberal thought. Except you know when I mean? they're selling souvenirs, and then there couldn't be more fucking Texas. Of course. I mean, even like, I mean, Texas is open up, but you go in Austin, like, everyone's wearing masks. Anywhere inside. There's not, I have not been to a business in Austin that where everyone didn't wear masks. They still got scooters? Huh? They still got scooters in Austin? Yeah, the tech pros with the scooters and the cowboy hats. It's awesome. scooters, dude. I hate that town. So, I did my, I went to my first mask-free business today. Where? It's called the Good Chiropractor on Santa Monica Boulevard. The good, great chiropractor, this guy. And he's like, right. don't wear your masks. I don't want you to wear your masks. Mask free. He goes. We're a face friendly zone. I have a friend, I I have a friend in Texas who has a business like that, and we don't agree on a lot of things. Uh-huh. We may not agree on this either, but his business, he has signs out front saying, "If you wear a mask, you will not be served inside." Yeah, I don't think they're that bad. At no, this that's place, what he but- is. He runs a tattoo shop in uh, in in <laughs> Texas. He's he's uh, and yeah, he's a very fantastic tattooist. Um, but yeah, that's one of his policies. Yeah. You cannot wear a mask in my tattoo shop. Because ev- eventually someone's going to have to make the first move. You know what I mean? Eventually, and I think we should be at the point where some private companies can be like, all right, fine. Without looking like they're crazy. Yeah, someone, ha- someone has to make the move first. A liberal company has to be like, guys, let's fucking take the mask off. We're good. It's going to it's going to. What are we waiting for? Everybody's, everybody's afraid of litigation. 
But there's no way you can even prove that you got COVID. Has has any store been sued yet for someone contracting COVID? Has that even happened? Certainly not Ralph's. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. I haven't heard of it. But maybe because it's too hard to prove where you got it from. Yeah. I mean, how would you... With the, That's the one thing I noticed. Ra- Ralph's had a capacity, the whole... Apparently, they had a capacity mandate the whole pandemic. Yeah. I never saw at any point anybody making any effort to count how many people were in that store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At any point, no one... The entire uh, pandemic was counting shit. Yeah. The, so... The, first, the shows they did with Pivot in Cleveland, they were supposed to be at some capacity. No way. They packed in with a chimney sweeps brush. They're like, fuck yeah. it, man. We're making money. We, we, got, we got toilet paper in. Everybody pack it in. We get, we're selling some more. Yeah. Fuck it. All right, Dan. Cool, man. Thanks for coming, man. Always Folks, good to talk um, to you. Folks, if, if you want to check out my podcast, yeah. it's called The Verbal Gym. It's the on iTunes gym. and Spotify. And what's it about? It is basically we're looking at comedians who are just on the on the cusp of breaking through the L.A. comedy scene uh-huh. and seeing what sort of hustle it takes to chase a career in stand-up comedy on the West Coast of the United States. Yeah. It, it, a lot of hard work, and you have to be a sociopath. Pretty much. Yes. Do, All right. do what Bill does. That's what we say. We say, do what Bill does. <laughs> and what, uh, what, don't you have some other podcasts too? Uh, I've veggie, got, veggie we've mate. got a thing called Are You My Veggie Mate, where we force feed uh, American comedians their first taste of the Aussie icon Vegemite. That's uh, on Facebook at G'day from LA. G'day with three A's. G'day That's where you can, that's where you can find that. Um, yeah, my next guest is going to be John Reap. John Reap, very funny guy. Awesome. Thank you so much. Dan Green, Dan Green Comedy. Bye-bye.